Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something show you how we live. Week 11. Here we are. Here we are. We are back. I'll tell you what. This week, this week has potential to be one of the most interesting podcasts we've ever had because there are a lot of storylines out there right now um, when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to fantasy football, when it comes to local sports. There was a local game this week. Uh, basketball true. game <laughs> that was really interesting <laughs> i feel like there's some tension in the room that the listeners they might not be able to feel but i i, I feel it being here and i feel yeah. like we gotta cut it with a knife okay if we're gonna move on sure we have if anybody if anybody knows anything about this podcast there's a weekly argument uh from falcons fan blake wolf yeah uh arguing that the bears oh are better than Mitch's Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Now, now I've argued that from the beginning of the season, before the season even started. And, and if people don't know, Blake makes before a lot... Before the season started, I said the Bears are going to win the NFC Blake North. thrives on making big claims. He named his team, I have M. Ryan MVP, the year before Matt M. Ryan, Ryan won even MVP. won MVP. Yeah. And he's kind of carried that persona into his fandom. Yeah. Uh, he also makes anti-claims against people that he loves to um, people, rile up. People that I see ruffle that, feathers. People that I see in sports that get a lot get a lot of credit, who don't deserve it. Mm. I just like to call them out and say they don't deserve the credit. And then people who are fans of these people, these these players, that turn a blind eye to the fact that their talent level isn't quite as high as other people in the league or in the sport that they play. And, and our listeners know, our listeners know that who you're actually getting at right now specifically is Kirk Cousins, Mitch's yeah. favorite player of all time. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm trying. I'm, I'm talking so much now because I'm trying to let the tensions fall down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, listen, I have never once said that Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the league. I would say that he probably falls in that second tier. Behind, there's the top tier of Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. And then you've got a pretty big second tier. And Kirk Cousins is somewhere in that second tier. He's definitely in the top ten. That's all I'm saying, and that still how holds many, true, even though they haven't playoff, won. How many playoff games has he won? None, but how many times has he been on a good team? He wasn't... It, Dude, I don't care. I truly don't care if you think that Kirk Cousins sucks, and like I don't so think let, that let he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Whole, let, me, let me ask you something about this whole how many times has he been on a good good team thing. Okay. Uh, what, what are the Kansas City Chiefs ranked in terms of defense in the NFL right now? It doesn't matter, and clearly defense doesn't. The, I will give you this: the own literally. I was just thinking about this today. The so the point I'm only, trying to make no, 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 here, no, 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 Blake, you don't get to just jump no, in the middle of my sentence. You don't just get. You don't. My I don't point just, is, you don't just get to not answer my question. I'm answer. I'm trying to answer the question. You said that, if that you would my stop interrupting me. Matter. Stop so interrupting me. The point that I'm Listen, trying to make is the that Rams came into the season with Indomitian Sue, Aaron Donald, not Marcus Peters, Akeem Talib, and everybody was like, "Oh, the Rams are going to be the greatest team in the entire NFL." And then they give up fifty. 51 points yesterday. They gave up a Patrick ton of Mahomes, points to the Saints. They've the Chiefs, given up an entire bunch of points Chiefs, to every team they've played this year. Good and the Chiefs and do so too. And so obviously, with the, the way that the NFL works this year, you have to have a shootout offense. At 9-2. and two. You have to have a shootout offense. Throw the ball down the obviously, field. the only team, and I was going to tell you something plays. that I think you would like to hear, the only team in the league that has a good defense is the Bears. And the Bears have actually stopped people, but there's also a lot of teams that scored a lot of points on the Bears too. Okay, so, so obviously it's an 
in the first in league, the biggest game of the season. It's an that offensive you have league to win. and the good the biggest teams, game of the season that you have to win. The only good team when with the you're defense. Paid the te- only team with the defense year, is the Bears. You're getting paid eighty four million dollars a year to lead the Vikings. I don't know how that happened to lead the Vikings. Khalil Mack was a huge pickup for them. What you need to do is so you need to beat the Chicago Bears. So that's Bears, the point. Is there's not? It's a shootout league. This is the way the NFL If you have a great offense, then you're a good team. You're going to win. In the first half of the game, you look at the Chiefs. Why are you looking at him? Hey, why are you looking at Ryan? Why don't you look at me? He can't convert look at more me? than three first downs. He's getting paid $84 million. It, what did I just say about the Bears the defense? I'm telling you that you are correct. The Bears defense is very good. And clearly this year, there's no good dominant defense aside from pretty much the Bears. And even them, they don't look dominant all the time. It's clearly an offensive league this year. And you see a game last night where the Rams are supposedly, oh, wow, look at this defense with these great defensive linemen and these great defensive backs. And they get 51 points hung on them. How many, you know? how many points did... Uh, how many points did the uh, Chiefs defense score. I think they I think they had a touchdown, right? So they had one touchdown and the Rams defense scored twenty one points. The Chiefs Pat Mahomes threw for six touchdowns. The the and the Rams defense scored twenty one points. On takeaways, turnovers, and touchdowns. So but they I, gave up. But, but what I'm saying right. is, even but, in a game where they're supposed to be this great defense, that's because the ball is being possessed by the Chiefs at an extremely high, high, high rate. When you turn the ball over, yeah. When you get a defensive touchdown, you're just coming right back out in the field, and then the Chiefs are burning them, and Mahomes is able to pick up six touchdown passes. It's pretty simple. Yeah. They still lost the game, and not only that, but at the end of the game, the Rams' defense was able to pressure Mahomes into throwing two interceptions when it counted the most and won the game, plus the 21 def- points they scored on defense. Mahomes is the difference maker for that team on a team that doesn't have that great of a defense. They're 9-2. They're a great team. He deserves – he's a, he's still under his rookie contract. He's the kind of guy who deserves to get paid big money to play quarterback. Tom Brady is the kind of guy who deserves to get paid money, big money to play quarterback. Drew Brees is the kind of guy who deserves to get paid big money to play quarterback – None of those guys make even close to what Kirk Cousins is making, the guy who couldn't make over three first downs in the first half of the biggest game of the season. Yep. It's too bad. Wow. We are a league that loves our football, and uh, the passion flying is a sign of only good things. Blake, what else do we have to talk about? What's coming so up on this what episode? what we need to do is go to our emails. Uh, we have a lot of things to talk about, and the first email that we're going to touch on is from Kevin. Esposito, who hasn't emailed us in a while, Evan. and so it's just good to hear hear from him. Um, after uh, he was one of the first, very first people to uh, to write into the show, and so I'm going to read his email to us, and um, we'll, we'll give our, each of us a chance to respond to what he has to say. Um, he says, "Hello, F and B podcasters. I am writing this as a concerned F and B listener after hearing that Jared Dynas is being considered at all for the F and B league." <laughs> No one is a bigger fan of Papadinus as me, but at the end of the day, this is about football. Let's not forget that. This isn't about golfing and polos and basketball. This is about football. <laughs> and no one would be a better fit than myself. My team is on the rise, and I am a proven maverick with trades. I keep the league interesting and would never, all caps, let my team score every week. At the end of Jared's lowly team, Big D... Uh, he, I guess his name is Team Big D. Okay, so Jared's, low, <laughs> Jared's lowly Team Big D is four and six after winning four out of my last five due to some great trading, um, a waiver wire pickups of Nick Chubb, Latavius Murray, Josh Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Blake's favorite. Um, not really, but 
Uh, my Shiloh Eagles Eagles are now five and five. Please consider me for any upcoming positions in the F and B league. Best Kevin Esposito. Well written email. Well written email and great thoughts. Mm. Kevin, I mean, you're certainly. I mean, if there is a short list, you know, and I'm sure there is. It's not like you're not on it. Okay. Absolutely. I. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't prepared for the pass. Um. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, I would love to have Kevin. Uh, people forget about Kevin, and people so forget. yeah, yeah. I, I would love to have Kevin as part of the league. It, the, the whole remote thing, being in Chicago, would be a little bit tough. But you know, we could both overcome that. I think we could. It, Kev, it'd be hard. It'd be, it'd be hard to gain traction in this fantasy relationship. We have a great relationship outside of fantasy, of course. All of us and Kevin, he's a good guy. Um, but. How do you start a fantasy relationship at long distance? It's tough. How do you come to our big basketball game? How do you come to our to our weekend getaway? How do you come to our end of the year party from Chicago? Uh, Kevin, I miss you, man. And and I, I would hope that if you were in the league, uh, I could see more of you. So hey, I'd like to keep it a possibility. It's I would a, love it. Yeah, it's all everything is always a possibility. Um, Sad would, to hear Jared's only four and six. Yeah, he yeah. forgot to mention. There's that. nothing wrong. I don't. There's not a. <laughs> You know, it is. I think it's a ten-man league too, right? We, according to those waiver wire pickups, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you'd like to see Jared be a little more competitive than that, mm. but um, four and six isn't isn't a bad record, like say in our <laughs> league, but in their league, it might be. Uh, Kevin, it's a great it's a great offer, and I, I would say you're you're being considered. I just I don't know what to say. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the man making the decisions. But sending an email like this always sends a big message to uh, those who are uh, decision makers within F and B. Um, our next uh, uh, email comes from Tom Biedenfeld, uh, a member of the league, a pure member of the league, OG six um, MVP of the basketball game after winning. Uh, a pure bread. Yeah, after making the game winning shot, the series clinching play. Um, here's what he has to say. What's more important um, in the trifecta personally? To me, it's a Calvinist win, especially as the playoffs approach. And for Blake, what is a perfect weekend of football for you? Can, can't have an undefeated weekend when you have 28 favorite teams in the NFL. <laughs> that's a wow. good that's funny um i just like the game tom so you know i like watching all the teams play because it's all interesting um so i'm happy any weekend because it's just it's just football but uh as far as the trifecta goes it's one of the it's a sacred moment for any um person who plays uh fantasy football it's when you're it's when your team your fantasy team when your college team and your pro team wins all within the same week mm. Mitch, we'll go to you first. What do you prefer within the trifecta? Um, mm-hmm. What's the most uh, satisfying piece of the trifecta? Um, probably, uh, it really depends. It, it depends on uh, which team is showing the most promise. If I'm, if if the Hawkeyes are undefeated, okay, big if. Big if. that's a big if. Uh, if it's 2015, let's say, and the Hawkeyes are undefeated and they win their you know tenth game of the year, and then. Um, and and the Vikings are you know one and nine and they win it's like okay cool I'm not as excited about that and then fantasy team wins it's like okay I'm most excited for the Hawkeyes win it's really just about whatever team I'm the most interested in at the time for me most of the year it's been my fantasy team has not let me down whereas my other teams have let me down more um, 
But right now, with your fantasy team letting you down, <laughs> right, your yeah. pro That's team all... letting you down, and your Pretty college team letting you down, what what would you pick? My my college team didn't let me down. They beat Illinois sixty three to zero, so that was good. But um, but I they really... did. But they let you down as well, right? In in the grand scheme of things, yeah, yeah okay. they let me down as far as expectations go. Um, I would say the the fantasy win would have been really nice, especially because Kareem Hunt. Absolutely should have had six more points. If they, the Chiefs score 51 points and Kareem only gets one of those touchdowns, I mean, I just need, needed one more touchdown. I would have tied it up. So that would have been really, really gratifying to have him score again. Yeah, well, this weekend personally for me was great. Uh, it's, I love seeing Texas, my, my, my college team that I was reared up with, uh, take down Iowa State, the team I loathe completely uh, in Austin on senior night. It's good to see for those seniors. So that, that's, that was a great start. Cowboys get a big last second field goal over the Falcons. That was wonderful to see. Uh, that, that made me really happy. And then last night, the fantasy team uh, sitting there with Drake, the man I'm playing and able to watch my team pull out a, a really big win over him, both scoring over 120, uh and being able to not just see me win, but watch him lose. Uh, it was really kind of a perfect weekend if i had to pick tom i would say fantasy team wins other two teams are on by i'm gonna take a, a cheap shot there but that's wow. what i would like to see yeah for me i would say it would have to be uh it always comes anytime that i've been in a situation where, where my fantasy team's lost but the falcons have won i've always felt really good about the fact that the falcons won i don't haven't had a ton of those opportunities this season as they've been struggling um but I would take a win from Atlanta uh, over any other team. I don't really care if the Hawkeyes win. I enjoy the Hawkeyes losing as much as I enjoy them winning because I think it's equally entertaining. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's sad, but I get what you're saying. It's just kind of fun to watch. Watch them. the people. You don't want the Hawkeyes to lose, but people's reaction around you who care more than you. You're saying it's funny to watch them like struggle. Yeah, it's just kind sure. of it's 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 always the expectations every year and just seeing them start to crumble. Uh, because the Hawkeyes, they're they're great. I mean, I love them, but I mean, we know what every season brings. Sound like you were actually hoping for an Illinois win this weekend, being an Illini guy I, yourself. So when when the Hawkeyes were up like twenty one nothing, and I saw Illinois just getting killed, and I'm I'm obviously I'm more I'm more pro Hawkeyes at this point in my life, and I have been for a while. I grew up more as an Illinois fan, but as I as I saw them getting beat so badly, I kind of started to feel bad for them. I was like, mm. "Come on, can they at least score a touchdown? Maybe try to make this interesting." You know, yeah. I kind of wanted to see a little something, um, but that was a dominating win by the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Mitch, I, happy that you got great. a big win there for the weekend. Could have been a could have been a terrible weekend for you. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't even watch the game. I didn't really care. I I did catch a little bit of it while I was at Sky Zone. That was actually probably the highlight of the weekend. Well, no, obviously, obviously the big the big game, which we'll talk about later. But Sky Zone this week. Sky Zone was big. The three of us did go take a middle school youth group to Sky Zone, and we played, we had a blast. Yeah, I played dodgeball for about ninety straight minutes. It was I a still lot of fun. feel there it. was one kid there that was cheating. This is such a punk kid, dude. Yeah, unbelievable. I was like, who are your parents that <laughs> you get by see- thinking that crap is okay? I know they weren't there. He threw a fit too. I hit him in the face once. Yeah. He had glasses on, made it even better. <laughs> I hit him st- directly in the shin, and he was like, "Nope, hit the ground." I was like, "Dude." I was about ready to go over there. And yeah. the best, the, the highlight of the night was when those like five or six punk, punk a kids were like, "All right, we're gonna take on all of you." Yeah. And there's like about five of us there who are 24 years old at least, right? And 
we really laid into them. We laid into them. It really felt good. It felt really good. That was kind of like the trifecta and one right there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Our last email, our, our our last email gets us into the topic that everyone's waiting to hear about. Oh boy, here we boy. go. Boy, and I'm sure I'm, I'm I hope you made it through Mitch and I's uh, argument at the beginning of the show. I think show. a lot of people already turned this off. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of entertained, but I was actually just really impressed by you guys could like stay so focused on what you were saying without completely ignoring the other person. Yeah, well, I could say I'm surprised. Uh, I could stay focused because I was staring at Blake. The man who I was addressing, he was looking away. He couldn't even make eye contact with me. So, of course, he was able to stay focused. Uh, he was just I, ignoring me. I don't have me. any problem making eye contact with you. You know exactly what, what happened. Okay, get to the email. <laughs> Come on, get to the email. So, here's the email. And this email is from Matt Herbers, who was a ref at the game. Mm, um, I can't game. say much about his refing or Alan's refing. I really can't. Um, I'm glad they were there, though. But Herbers did uh, do us a, a solid and sent us in the stats. Oh, wow. From our game. Um, if you haven't heard yet, which um, I doubt you haven't, um, <laughs> OG6 won the uh, series. It was a uh, best of five series, um, and OG6 did have a chance to to win the series. Uh, we traded games all the way up until our, the championship round. We did, and we, we started out saying, okay, it's going to be best of seven, and after that first game, we were all like, yeah, no, still best of seven, but <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. By the Dude. time it was like 10 p- 10.30 p.m., <laughs> And everyone had some sort of minor injury. <laughs> and uh, everyone yeah, was tired. We it, were ready to be done. We were ready sure. to be done. So everyone quickly agreed to make this a five game series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get went into the last game. Um, OG, OG6 got a quick lead in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? James and Drake were kind of firing yep. some threes. Yep. Um, kind of took over there. Um, I'm actually going to be a little surprised by these numbers. Some of these numbers don't make a ton of sense to me, but we'll go over them anyways. So, OG6, congratulations on your win. You guys deserved it. It was a hard-fought series between both teams. A great series, yeah. Shout out Sinister6. Put up a great fight. Uh, Very impressed. Cool. Um, So, here here are the stats. Here are the stats. We'll start with Drake from OG6. Uh, We'll do OG6 stats first. So, Drake had 20 points. Is Is this just like overall... Yeah. By ones and twos. Yep. This is ones and twos. So it's like he had 40 points. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. So this is like ones and twos overall stats. And each game was to 15 points, we should say. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to like, trying to like make sure that the, that everybody understands like the, the scale of this. Sure. Sure. We want to sound as impressive as we possibly can is what Mitch is really saying. Lord forbid no one understands the scale of this. (laughs) I'm just like saying, I want them to be able to conceptualize, okay, if this is a real basketball game. It's not like your stats are going to blow anyone away. No, no, I know. I want want people to properly appreciate Drake's and especially Logan's. Logan's. Which they'll have plenty of ability to do. If you were there to watch Logan... You know that was that was a heck of a night. Yeah. Um, so here here's what it was. Drake had 20 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, and three blocks. Wow, they kept all those stats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, the point guard for OG6, had 12 points, eight rebounds, 11 assists, and four steals. A great double, game. Double double. Wow. Great Good game. job. Yeah, a great game from him. Thank you. Um, Tom had 10 points, six rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Mitch had 13 points, 20 rebounds. 20 rebounds, dude. Good job. Three assists and one steal. Double double, baby. Dude, yeah, 20. that's good. You look like, oh man, who am I? Who has more rebounds than points in in real life? I don't know. Let's go. Keep going. Keep Boogie on. Cousins? I don't know. Uh, no. James had eight points, eight rebounds, one steal, and one block. See, this is where the numbers to me get a little bit 
Because James made like a lot of three. Yeah, pointers. wait. What'd you say? Eight points? Yeah. No, yeah, that seems like more than that. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking about everyone's numbers and going like, I I, I don't know, you know. I don't blame them for not taking the most accurate stats. It was a long night. It was a long <laughs> and it night. did get late. Um. So let's go over to Sinister Six. Okay. Uh, start with me. Uh, twelve points, nine rebounds, three assists, and one steal. Which, like, with the assist thing, I know that I, I didn't make any really great plays, but every time I just threw the ball to Logan across the court and he fired up a shot, I felt like that happened, like, 15 times. Yeah, you know, he I, maybe took three dribbles. I know Hunter yeah. and Matty Ice Dayton were very... I mean, you know, I couldn't ask for two better statisticians. Yeah. Uh, and I know they're watching out for the three dribble rule, so... Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. It just seemed like that there was a lot of, a lot of that going on. Um. Logan had 32 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 steals, and 3 blocks. So that's like 60-some points. 64. Yeah. Felt like it. Yeah. 64, but I mean, there were a lot of threes, so I mean, you know, yeah. if you just double that, it could well, be. Well, that's like at least many? 128 points right there, yes. it sounds like. <laughs> it's gotta be. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, it was it crazy. a solid fantasy point week, Yeah. Um, his, yeah. his points scored. This one's cool. Quinn, 10 points. Thanks to Quinn, by the way. Oh, all thanks to Quinn. Quinn, um... Opened up the building for us, let us in, had all the things ready for us, the, the basketballs, the court, the uh, scores table, everything, uh, the locker rooms. He was just a great host. And uh, actually, these stats are amazing, too, because Quinn had 10 points, 33 rebounds. Yep. I, I know how. Yeah. I know how he got those. My goodness. Yeah. Great job, Quinn. He was an animal. But my gosh, I have never seen a lack of boxing out like I saw from OG6. Yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, we couldn't have paid James to freaking box Quinn out all night. My goodness. Yeah. And he's capable, but he just he didn't want it. No. no. So, Quinn, congrats, man. That was a really, really big night for you, Connor, with two points. Yay. All five right. rebounds, three assists, and three steals. But was a great hustle player. Made more plays that didn't show up on the stat sheet than probably anyone else. That's right. true. Um, Cam, six points. I would love to see Cam six points and how many shots is what I'd like to see. <laughs> Uh, Cam definitely took it to the rack uh, and, and, and threw the ball up pretty pretty consistently. Um, so he only had six points, or he had six points, but he had 25 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Again, Tom's boxing out might have rivaled James's <laughs> yeah. for worst of the night. 25 rebounds and three steals. So it was a really hard-fought um, series, hard-fought game. Um, obviously, uh, I, I think this was... Um, well, let's give a little commentary. What, what did you guys think about the game? What, what were your expectations going into it? Yeah. And what what did you think once the game was over? Or like maybe mm-hmm. what did you think during the game? Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I'll just give a give a overview. First of all, Logan is like a freaking cheat code. He's great. Yeah, I mean, he's great. holy crap. That was nuts. I mean, Drake played defense on him and was was exhausted, I know, and he did a great job. I mean, there were t- there were times where he was like glued to him and Logan would still like basically like double pump a three-point shot and and drill it like it was nothing. It was yeah. like, "What yeah. the heck?" And I noticed so many times where like I was like near the free throw line and I'd step in to help out, but he would get, you know, he would have gone past me and it was like, "Okay, he was just right here." But then next I look up, he's like even with the rim laying it in gently. I'm like, Dude, it's like unfair how much ground he covers. He's so fast and jumps so high. So props to Logan for doing a great job. Um, Blake, I you did a great job when we played the last week after after we recorded. We went and played. You had a rough night at the rec, and I was like, okay, you know, did. we all we all did. That's true. Um, and I was like, okay, well, good. I, maybe we don't need to worry about Blake as much. But Blake was right. He can he can hit some shots. He can hit some shots. So he did a good job. He did a good job ball handling, facilitating for his team. Um, 
Quinn, Connor, uh, Cam all did great too. But then for our team, Drake really showed out, and by the end of the end of the night, he was really hot shooting and helped us put that last game away. Um, James hit some good shots. Tom hit some great shots. Hey, I stand by all of my all of my uh, defenses of Tom. Every time he shot the ball, it bounced around in there like four times. No, it didn't. Yes, dude. He every shot that he shot had a chance to go in, except for when he stepped inside the three point line. Okay. Then it was way off. <laughs> so the game winning shot that he made though was that's a, true. It was a mid range floater. And 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 the thing that really sucked about that is like I think I, I was kind of just standing cl- at least close to him and I just kind of let him shoot it, not really realizing it was the game winning point, and it was just like, oh. Yeah. The game is over. Yeah. The, <laughs> it was a really... The, the, the uh, game ended on a kind of a little bit of a buzzkill moment. Yeah, it, I, I felt that. And, you know, us getting off to a hot start there. You guys were just starting that comeback. Yeah. Uh, and you could kind of feel the energy moving. But then yeah. Tom put the dagger in. I Overall, I would say Sinister Six played better than I thought they would. So, props. That that, that was good. Um but I'm I'm start. I was thinking I almost had nightmares about how bad we were at rebounding, and, and I'm looking at we were really missing Drake because he was playing around the NBA three point line guarding Logan. Logan would kind of lull us to sleep, toss up a shot, and if he missed, sure as heck, I wasn't going to get a rebound. Tom wasn't going to get. Tom didn't want the rebound. James he didn't want the rebound. And so if you got a lot of rebounds, Mitch, but I'm saying like that's you can't out rebound their entire team. Right. And and Blake was often out by a three point line, too. So the three of us kind of moving around on defense fall. You know, Connor just runs circles. I'm run, who knows where I am. But by the time the shots were up, Logan either made it or somebody else, Blake, Quinn, somebody would make a shot or they would miss it. And we'd all have our thumbs up uh, on each other's backs. <laughs> and uh like we, it was a mess and so it was frustrating but i want to make sure it, it wasn't our fault that it was close it was their fault for playing well so had a blast it was fun what a great memory gonna be some professional pictures coming good, out on the good. web soon so yeah um my takeaways from the game were that i thought um i just i just love the uh effort put in by my team uh, Connor, especially, I just remember watching you uh, just hustle the entire game. Absolutely, and he was he was chasing the ball down, even in, on plays where it was very highly unlikely that it would make much of a difference or that he would get the ball, and 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 that really motivated, I think, the rest of us to play hard as well. So I think he really carried our team spirit. Um, and then in the last game, we we lost, we 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 blew that game. You guys got off to a quick start. Logan and I have talked about this already. Um, we got a little lazy, and s- some bad shots were taken. I think we could have worked a little bit harder to focus in on that last game to take better shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we let there was a couple long ones that we didn't necessarily need to take. Um, I think we were actually in a position where we, if we when we slowed down a little bit, and we worked we worked worked for a little bit better shot we were finding some decent shots and i think we could have made a big difference by doing that so i think that um it's going to be about a uh, at least six months for everyone to be able to recover from this game physically yeah at least yeah. three months mentally mm. and <laughs> uh, i think that we need to do we need to play again i think we need to play again oh, and, yeah. um, we're going to no definitely doubt. have to do this again um i don't think that this was i don't think this was a match where we saw that this was a waste of time. I think that this is a, a valid 
uh, competition. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should do it again because it was well worth it. But physically, <clears throat> I think everybody is going to need some time to recover. And and prepare for the next one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say I thought, like, everybody did a great job of, like, being so into it. And, like, James made a great point. He was like, dude, if, if I was Cam, I would be so annoyed at this he's like it would be like if everybody was gonna play we were gonna play a soccer game and everybody was really pumped about it but i've never played soccer before so props again to like cam and connor for being great sports and for hustling and for trying cam sent that screenshot of him (laughs) youtubing um how to shoot the basketball (laughs) (laughs) that was funny he did a great job i felt like i when we were going down the elevator to go into the into the arena i felt like kind of those butterflies and I felt like everybody took it so seriously that it made it really fun and legit you know it was I think that my takeaway of the night the word I would take away is love Uh, I loved playing the game I loved competing I loved winning but I love the people man I love the guys on my team I love the guys in my away locker room Mm -hmm. piece of trash locker room I love the guys in the home locker room the sin six and I love the fans uh, yeah, you know, we had refs, we have stack keepers, we just had an announcer, girls, we had an announcer, we a baby there, like there was a baby in the crowd. Zach yes. Zimmer was there, yes. Pedro was there. You Pedro. know, we had so much fun. I just want to say the night was summed up by love. It was, it was. So that is our conclusion of talking about the big basketball game. Um, we will have another one um, as soon as recovery uh, takes place, <laughs> and we are really, really looking forward to that. Um, But let's get back on track here, and let's go and talk about the biggest stories this week in fantasy. Extry, extry, we all about it. (laughs) Casey's Disgracies OG6 with 36-point record-setting performance. Dino dings Colfax's armor again as Kareem can't bring home the W. Goblin gashes Filmins for MVP-like performance. And three teams sit at 0% playoff chances. Ouch! <laughs> All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Short and sweet this Short week. Short and sweet. I like that, Mitch. Um, let's just go through these quickly. Let's let's just add a little bit of context to these stories. Uh, Casey's disgraces. <laughs> OG6 at the 36-point record-setting performance. Mitch, <laughs> just speak on this a little bit. Yeah. Have we ever seen someone score 36 points in a fantasy game? I ever? Mean, I mean, I know we've seen one player do it. I think Patrick Mahomes week had 35 on his own. Yeah. But have we seen an entire team dude, only score 36 points in the history of fantasy football? I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, maybe, if, if anything, I think maybe they have scored exactly 36 before. But I, I don't think it's ever been lower than that in, in my memory. Maybe Tom can can correct that. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And we at OG6 are very disgraced by that. Uh, the next one, Dino dings Colfax's armor again as Kareem can't bring home the W. This one is riddled with excuses. Tell us what it's all about. This story seems oddly personal. <laughs> it's not excuses. Dino uh, had a great game. Uh, no, well, not that great of a game. It was just 86 points, but it was enough. Um, Colfax uh, stumbled again. Uh, here he has three losses now after a, what, 7-0 start. Um, Kareem was was his last chance uh, last night, and 51 points was scored by the Chiefs, but Kareem could only find the end zone I, one freaking time. I see this game as being like a little bit of a taste of your own medicine. Mm. You know, getting getting the eight Cam getting the 86, yeah. 80 win over you. It reminds me a lot of the games you played in this year. Yeah. Won. If Colfax High was here for me to tell him, I would say you can't get mad at the guy who scored more than anybody else on your team for not scoring more. 
Yeah. That was wow. your highest score. What, what's the last wow. one we got, Blake? Um, Goblin gashes Philman's for MVP like performance. Yeah, Goblin had a great game, and he's he's put he has put together a team that we're all scared of, and uh, showed what he's capable of this week. Goblin sounds like a broken record because yep. he continues to break records. He continues to show us that he is the best team in our league. Um, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, though. But he's looking really good. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the playoffs for sure. But the last one, the last the last thing we got here, three teams are sitting at zero percent playoff chances. Boom! Ouch. Wow. Mitch, tell us, bring us into the pain of that. Well, listen, I don't want to go into the details there, but I, I kind of want to keep the intrigue. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna who hit, are the three teams? We're going to hit the numbers here. We're going to hit the numbers hard. We're going to hit the numbers hard, hard here very, very soon. But before we do that, we need to talk MVP and MVD. Let's just start with this. MVD this week is Dalton Storm. You can't, ah. score, or you can't score 36 points in a fantasy game and not receive MVD. You're, that, that's just automatic MVD. It's over. The conversation is done. Yep. It could not look worse, but in the words of Harvey Dent, the night is darkest right before the dawn. And I don't know, Blake, about you, but I see a big uh, final week regular season upset of Casey's over Colfax High. I'm going to call it right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that Casey's is going to end the season on a high note. definitely the light at the end of the tunnel. But absolutely MVD this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Light at the end of the tunnel for Dalton is that he does play Colfax in the last week and it's potentially showing up to be a big upset. We'll have to see how that turns out. Not sure how, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um... Let's talk MVP now. So there was a lot of high-scoring teams this week. Riley had 114 points. Um, Daddy's Matt lost, but I had 121 points. Ryan with the Panthers with 131 points. Obviously, we were just talking about the Goblin. 137 points scored this week, and Kentucky Fried Football won with a 99-point um, performance. Let's go through these a little bit, and uh, who do we think yeah. really deserves to be MVP? Obviously, with Connor's yeah. huge numbers, he's always a candidate, mm-hmm. but uh, there might be a little more nuance to this. Right. I'll, I'll start with the Goblin. He... I mean, something that the viewers could not enjoy or loathe with us this week was watching his projections just hover around the mid-150s all week. Him at, him at 137 was actually a little bit of a disappointment as to how hot he started. He has Andrew Luck being solid. David Johnson, underwhelming, but I mean, if David's your RB2, I mean, go for it, big fella. Saquon going nuts. Keenan Allen recently acquired in a trade from me, uh, Antonio Brown, Aaron Jones erupting on the scene. And here's the thing, his bench, his bench is what makes me scared for the playoffs. He had an amazing pickup, in my opinion, with Malcolm Brown, the backup for Todd Gurley. That could be huge in the playoffs, guys. Could be, yeah. You see Marlon Mack, scary. One of the things we talked about is the fact that he traded you uh, Mark Ingram this week. Right. And how that was... Yeah water off the ducks back right um getting rid of a big a big player like that but mm. it really doesn't even affect his team because he has no. such a stockpile yeah. of great players on his team aaron jones being one of them that really surprised me when i looked at looked at the score mm. seeing aaron jones score those points and the packers have become more dependent on people other than aaron Rodgers um to try to get wins even though they're not winning um so that's a really really big bad guy news for the calvinist yeah. yeah it is bad news for the calvinist but um Man, Connor's just showing week after week why he's um, such a such a dominant force in this league. We were sitting around last night watching the game, Ryan, and it was between you and Daddies. Uh, you guys both had um, interest in last night's greatest game of all yep, time. Absolutely. 
Jared Goff was going for you. Um, you had Travis Kelsey going for the Chiefs. Uh, he had uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods for the uh, the Rams going for himself. Um, give us a little bit of an. Uh, how did that night start? Where were you guys at? And how did that? Well, night the night end? started with a friendly, good. Hey, let's get together and watch the Duke game at three thirty. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's eleven p.m. Yeah. plus, and we're still in my living room watching good old sports and listening to that, listening to that ESPN elevator music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we're watching on uh, YouTube TV. We're eating frozen pizza. We're eating. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Thanks to Pete Keegan for picking up all the tacos nice. last night. But I, I'm going to be honest. That game was incredibly fun to watch. I did not have any fun watching it. I know I just con- contradicted myself. I was so stressed out the entire time. Because every time Goff like, snapped a ball, I didn't want him to hand it off. Mm-hmm. But I swear, he did play action 70, 75% of his snaps. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm watching Robert Woods' path the entire time. When he gets out of screen, I'm just praying it doesn't get thrown to Robert Woods. First touchdown goes to Robert Woods. Yep. First half, Kelsey does almost nothing. I am as bleak as ever. And then the second half comes. And Jared Goff just turns from a boy into a man. Travis awesome. Kelsey puts those defenders in their place. And Robert Woods disappears like a ghost. And I snuck out a big victory, 131 to 121. And it felt good. Drake and I had a good handshake afterwards. And we're doing just fine. I think based on what was on the line here in this game um, for you, Ryan, and what, what you had to overcome to win this game, I think you deserve to be MVP. Obviously... Um, Connor's performance was was amazing, and he, week after week he could be MVP. But what you had to overcome going into uh, last night's game and this game in general to beat Drake, one of the hottest teams in our league, um, with all those Saints players on his roster, uh, I think took uh, a lot of um, it took a lot to go right for you, and it did last night. And I think that you deserve credit for that. So, I for one, Ryan would. Um, uh, but say that I think you should be MVP. Mitch, where you stand on this week's uh, decision for MVP? Uh, I'm going to have to agree there because uh, I know Ryan had said multiple times he was talking about the decision between uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff at quarterback, and he and he said um, regarding this matchup, he was like, "Listen, I he's like I I want to play um, Carson Wentz because." You know, I think the the Eagles will start clicking, and they'll have to keep up with the Saints, so they're gonna pass a lot, yada yada. Uh, but he was like, "But I just know I'll feel like such an idiot if I don't play golf in this huge game. That's gonna be an offensive explosion." And guess what? <laughs> Carson Wentz ends the game with zero points. Jared Goff has thirty four. It literally won you the game. Made the right choice. Great choice, and uh, yeah, well deserved MVP. Appreciate it, guys. It was fun to sit there and watch. Wentz throw three interceptions and watch Ingram steal touches from Kamara. He actually had more touches this game yeah, than Kamara, which is very amazing. interesting. So it's fun to watch that. Uh, you know, we always have a rule in our league. It's easy to be in our league. Yeah. You just check your phone when you poop. Yeah. And I remember, you know, sitting down on Sunday and just watching my ticker as as uh, Mike Evans scores a 40-yard touchdown. Uh, just during one of my poops. And so it's going to be a memorable week for me, and I want to just gladly and humbly accept this MVP. You you are well-deserved of it, Ryan. You really are. Um, speaking of all, all these numbers that we had, we had to talk about, we are going to go through our playoff picture. Looking at the playoff picture after week 11, in first place is the Goblins with a 98.72% chance of making this year's playoffs. In second place, Colfax High dropping 
to 97.44% after his big loss to the Dino Camertrons this week. In third place, the Calvinists currently have an 85.40% chance of being in this season's playoffs, and they are looking better and better week by week. Uh, the Panthers are now at an 83.04% chance after his clutch win over Daddy um, in this week's uh, this week's competition. Um, in fifth place is Kentucky. Kentucky Fried Football um, with the proud owner of Tyler Scheib with a 16.64% chance of making the playoffs look out for him in future weeks i think that's 16 even though it's a low number to us is actually a pretty big daunting number and he still has a great chance of winning um Philman is in sixth place he has a 12.6 percent chance of making the playoffs following him in seventh place is i have m ryan mvp with a 4.52 percent chance of making the playoffs there's still a chance ladies and gentlemen uh with a 1.0 percent chance of sporty's drafts Hanging on by a thread in ninth place is the Dino Camertrons with a 0.64% chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> in 10th place is Daddy 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 with a 0.00% chance of making it in, so he is currently eliminated. Um, in 11th place is Ames, still still after this week, uh, eliminated from the playoffs with a 0.00% chance. And as you know, ladies and gentlemen, in last place is... Casey's General Sports with a 0.00000% chance of making the playoffs. No new, new no new news other than the fact that Daddy has been officially uh, taken out of the playoffs this season. Um, Ryan, something we've been talking about a little bit about is uh, Kentucky with that 16.64% chance. L- let's go through the hypotheticals. All right, so let's just hypothetically say that uh, Mitch started out the season undefeated and had... <laughs> as close to a hundred percent chance as you could get. And what we've seen is him lose three out of the last four <laughs> and it has me this week with cream hunt on by and it has a, uh, a scary game against a team, a guy who has nothing to lose. A man who has nothing to lose. <laughs> and that matters in fantasy. <laughs> it really does. Really does. <laughs> oh, but let's be real here. Uh, Kentucky fried football is looking good at six and five, and if they win out to eight and five, and if Colfax drops to eight and five from eight and three, based on points scored right now, it would be neck and neck. So I'm just saying I don't. I'm not trying to get personal. I'm not trying to rag on anybody, but I'm <laughs> saying it's possible. And sit in front row. No offense. It'd be kind of fun to see. Listen, you're not telling me anything that I don't already know. As someone who is um, number one in the league and number two goes number two, I check my phone too, okay? And I know. Well, you're not number one in the league now. You're number two now. What? I said I'm number one. I'm in the league. Number two, second fact is I poop. You're number two in the league right now. Right, I know. And I also go number two. This is the first week this season you've been number two in the league, by the way. I know. I know. Well, we all kind of knew that was coming. I, I knew that was coming. I didn't think that I would be able to sustain the the success. The success. Whoa. I'm, I'm tearing Someone's up. nervous. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, knew that, I knew that two people would be able to probably catch up with me. Those would be the Goblin and the Calvinists. Who have been worried about the whole time? No Panthers, huh? The Panthers, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, Kentucky's catching pass you. Pass you this week. Kentucky. Pass you this week. Wouldn't be a pass. Yeah. You'd be at eight and three and one, and I'd be at eight and four. Yep, I'd pass you. Less losses. I'd be 0.5 games ahead of you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm not worried. I'm not really that worried, um, especially with the with the, the schedule that I have ahead of me. I am worried about this week, especially with Kareem out, but I think the rest of the team will, will pick up the slack and, and have a good week this for me. This is one of those moments, Mitch, and you know I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know I love you. I do. I, I love you dearly. Um, but I do root against you in fantasy. Yeah. For obvious reasons, everyone knows our our rivalry that we have here. Mm-hmm. It's not much of a rivalry, but well, you know what I mean. You don't win very much. I do. I win. I do win though. <laughs> this year, yeah, you've won. I do win. Get on. Um. Anyways, this is one of those weeks uh, because of my uh, desire to see Mitch fail in just in fantasy, not and nothing else, just in fantasy. Um. This is one of those weeks I re- I really wish Le'Veon would have came back. Because that last week's game would have looked a heck of a lot more interesting with Dalton possibly starting uh, Le'Veon Bell, who could have potentially still been a great running back. We don't really know. But that would have been an interesting storyline. So, Le'Veon, I've never been more disappointed in you than I am now. I was all on your side all season long. Le'Veon, if you're listening. <laughs> Le'Veon. Little T could have gotten the word out to, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. to all of his friends. And, and Le'Veon, if you're not listening, Little T, could you pass on to Le'Veon that uh, just disappointed because he could have made a big difference in our in our, in our league, um, potentially. Um, but Mitch, you know, I, I, I'll I be hoping for you, man. And I, I think uh, these playoff pictures are getting really, really interesting. But the top four seem to be pretty solidified. But there's, like we said, there's a hypothetical chance. There's a lot of hypotheticals Kentucky out there. Mainly, mainly Kentucky could, could sneak in there. And for the record, before uh, – who is it? Uh, Philman, before Philman gets upset, he – you just haven't scored very many points, James, right, right. to to break the tie. That's the only reason we're not saying. Now, right behind that talking is about a, you as is, much. Is a six point six four percent. I mean, that's really difficult for me to do. I, I basically everyone has to lose, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So. Which is hard for everybody to lose. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Somebody's so, anyways, it, it's there's there's an opportunity still for a few people. There's three people in the league that which Mitch mentioned in his headlines that have no chance at all of making the playoffs. Um, our next segment is one we do every week, which is usually... Uh, Wait a minute. Can I just... I just want to point out one thing really quick. I just looked... Uh, I hadn't looked at this part to see what Kentucky's remaining schedule was, but this week he plays Ames Tap, who has a pretty... They had a pretty solid win this week, over 100 points, um, which was more than, than Kentucky scored. And then in his final week, he plays none other than the Goblin himself. Mm. So that's a tough it's road for him. It's going to take an amazing. It's going to take an amazing. Yeah. Hey, I'm hoping the, for the sake of the storylines and for the fans that it does happen, okay? Because oh, really? I care more about them than about my own oh, success. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. That's nice of you. Mitch. That's how selfless I am. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say our next segment is usually beef of the week. Yeah. But since this week is Thanksgiving, and boy, boy, Thanksgiving Day, there's some great ball games on. Are there? There yeah. are. Bears, Lions. Cowboys, Redskins. Cowboys, Redskins, Falcons, Saints. There's a lot of good games. A lot of good games. On. That one's going to be boring, but in Redskins, they don't even have Alex Smith. Well, they're playing Col- Colt McCoy, right? It's Colt McCoy on Thanksgiving. It does not... It's you could not offer me a better day it's gonna be than awesome. Thanksgiving. I, I'm, I'm, my family's gone. It'll just be me by myself watching Colt McCoy play against my team. Yep. Ugh. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's all. I'm gonna try to watch all those games, and not only that, but the Bears game is gonna be interesting too because because Trubisky could could miss this week with the short week. He's got a little bit of a shoulder issue. They're talking about maybe starting Chase Daniel this Thursday from Missouri. Remember him? Oh, Remember yeah. him? Yeah. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see the Bears get a W with the backup QB. In there. I think the Bears defense is gonna handle the Lions, and it's not even gonna be it's, very. Well, good they just game. played two weeks ago, and the Bears smoked them. So yeah. Lions um, look bad. 
It's, it's good stuff. But beef, instead of beef of the week, since it's Thanksgiving week, the great football games are coming up. I can't wait for those games. Um, instead of beef of the week, it's let's talk about what we're thankful for. Let's go around the table. You know, as every American family does on Thanksgiving. Um, in our F&B family, let's talk about uh, what we're thankful for. So Ryan, we'll go to you first. All right. What are you thankful for? Thankful for a lot, but this year in particular, I am thankful to be a part of OG Six. It was a, it was a heartwarming, good, memorable win the other night. But even more than that, as Dalton and I were driving away down the Coralville Strip with all the trees lit up, and the music playing, and the good vibes rolling, he reminded me, you know what? OG Six was Drake's connection group six years ago in his little dorm room. And so I was just thankful for my friends, for my league, and for my division. That is nice. Mitch, you're a man of great thought. Mm-hmm. You're a man of, of, of a tremendous passion. Thank you. So to, to hear exactly what you're thankful for, I think would be a real honor for our fans. So Mitch, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving season? Well, yeah. Well, first and foremost, the league and the friends in it. <laughs> um, that required a lot of thought for me to come up with that. <laughs> Cambria, Shelly, James's wife, did us a great uh, favor of coming and taking photographs of, of the game action and of the pregame activities. And I'm really thankful for that. You know, she's a professional photographer. She didn't have to do that. And all she asked in return was for some salty snacks. And you know what I did? I went to Trader Joe's and I got some unique, fun snacks. And I'm excited to give them to her. I think she's going to really like them. I didn't go with the cool ranch Doritos like she asked for. I went above and beyond, you know, because I just wanted to show her this Thanksgiving season how grateful I am. Mm. What about you, Blake? What are you most thankful for this year? I'm frank. I'm listen, guys. Listen, <laughs> I'm thankful for the friends. I'm thankful for the benefits. I'm thankful for both. Amen. I couldn't be more thankful for both. The friends. You've got Ryan. You've got Mitch. You've got Dalton. You've got James. You've got Drake. You've got Tom. You've got Cam. You've got Connor. Right. You've got Shibe, of course. You've got Logan. And you've got Riley. You've got the friends. And the incredible benefits that go along with those friends. <laughs> the points scored, the rebounds, the amazing trades, the amazing daily conversations we have throughout the text message group chat. The friends and the benefits just multiply and multiply and multiply and add up to be this beautiful thing that we call this this fantasy football league friends of benefits. And the fans as well. With the emails every week. And the continued support that we get from them. I have so much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. This has been one of the greatest years of my life. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, thank, thanks to this, this uh, Fantasy Football League and this podcast. Um, we have plenty to be thankful for. And what I would be more thank- most thankful for and what I'm really praying for is a very, very riveting and provocative end to this year's football season. And I think that everyone has set themselves up for a wonderful end to the 2018-2019 fantasy football season. We are very thankful people, right? We are. That's right. Anyways, guys, um, we'll quickly end with our k- quick takeaways. Ryan, what are your takeaways from this past week, everything that went on within the league and in the podcast and whatnot? Man, so much went on. But again, I might have said this before, but what I learned this week is that I love these people. I love this sport of fantasy football. And I'm excited uh, to see this season's drama unfold. Quick takeaway, Mitch. Yeah, I, I think that we learned that uh, the Sinister Six uh, have a pretty solid basketball squad. Um, and it was a lot of fun to play. 
and uh, really fun to take our competition from the fantasy world into the real world and onto the hardwood. Really yeah, fun. Yeah, my takeaways are, are nothing is better for this league than competition. Competition is what makes this league thrive. And when we have a, a plethora of competition, things are just great. And it was a really, really enjoyable week. We really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast every week. We hope you enjoyed this show. And we will see you back again next week. Peace. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious.